Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sophie Scott. And I'm James Gill. Our mission is to make wellness accessible to everyone. We'll be chatting with our favourite people. Sharing uplifting news stories. And delivering tips and tricks. To bring balance to your lives. Hello, welcome to the Balance Podcast. Here's something we've not done before, a bit of uh, hashtag, I can't believe I'm doing this, I'm committed to it now, a bit of hashtag Monday motivation. (laughs) Oh God, I bailed on this idea already, (laughs) 10 seconds in. Um, But no, that's because the guest today is uh, Scott Britton, and what an inspirational guy he is. So Scott works in the emergency services, he works for the police, and would try to fundraise, but would only ever... Hang on a minute, I need to be careful how I word this. <clears throat> Obviously, raising any amount when you're fundraising is incredible, but I think I think he felt there was a glass ceiling. That's what I wish I'd said originally. He felt there was, was a glass ceiling, so he, he wanted to come up with an, a new, innovative way of raising money. And he's come up with this idea, Battle Cancer. And it starts off in a hall in Manchester... And has now had battle cancer events around the world. He's doing a tour of America. He's played the, uh, he wouldn't think, he's, he's quite a modest guy. So I, sh- I should say battle cancer has played the uh, Olympia in London. People like Joel Dommert have got involved. Lots of influencers have, have got involved. This is just an amazing story. If you want to find out more about battle cancer, I mean, Scott and I talk about it a lot, obviously, on this podcast. But also, if you, if you want to get involved, then the website is battlecancer.com. Battle cancer. Com. I'll also hyperlink it, but this is great. I, I love Scott a great deal. Um, I mean, you know, you know me well enough by now to know that I love everyone. <laughs> but <clears throat> there's something about people from Manchester. There's something. Um, I say this to Scott's face that, that there's something uh, sort of profoundly emotional about Mancunians, um, and Scott was no exception. So this this is just fantastic. And if you like me, you're an emotional sort. I mean, I have a couple of blubs. During this episode, then uh, yeah, this 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 is the pod for you. Um, so here he is, just the 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 wonderful Scott Britton, and the, if you want to get involved, you can do. He's roped me into a battle cancer event next year, and on the podcast, I use the words "I promise." Oh boy, good luck backing out of that. Anyway, without further ado, uh, a, a life affirming chap. You can check him out on Instagram as well. He's got a heck of a lot of followers. I think that's something like 32,000 followers. I mean, what this guy, I'm not saying that getting followers is an accomplishment. So let's just put a full stop on that and start a new sentence. What this guy has achieved through uh, battle cancer um, and what this movement has become is wonderful. So well done, Scott. 
and uh, it was great to chat with you. Scott, before we even get on, you, there's something that uh, you've said about living in Devon. So mm -hmm. I, I interviewed the people from this country and I, I, I got very curious about living in a more peaceful, serene place. Okay. What impacts it? Because you're from Manchester, I'm yes. from Leeds. We, in theory, should hate each well, other. I was going to say, my side's <laughs> the right side, but we'll let you I mean, Let's not get into the <laughs> semantics. Um, We've both so got four terrible football teams. So. Have you ever read uh, Stuart McConey's uh, Pies and Prejudice? <laughs> no, but I think I'm going to have to. It's fantastic. <laughs> All about the North and what it means to be Northern. And he goes into the history of the rivalry with... Leeds, Manchester, okay. Liverpool, and it's all canal-related. But then I'd also have to ask you what you understand to be a balm. I would consider that to be uh, a, a bread roll. Fantastic. We will get on. <laughs> oh, thank God. So, well, that, was a, that, that was the most uh, tense, jeopardy-induced uh, start we've had, and, I, and I've never felt more alive. <laughs> so, but you, you, you're in Devon now. Yes. Now, I'm... I love to listen to people talk about this, but I know that it, I couldn't do it myself. So I like the idea of living in the country, yeah. but I, I love London. It's not a very cool thing for a northerner to say, but I love London so much. <laughs> but what's it like living in Devon then? Yeah, it is beautiful. Um, being brought up in like the huge industrial powerhouse that is Manchester and the history of it and the music of it and everything is absolutely amazing. And I love being from Manchester. Uh, but there's just like a complete removal of everything when you get to be in the countryside. And with Devon, you've got moorland, you've got beaches, and within maybe a 20-minute drive, you can take the dog and be the only person on a three- or four-mile stretch of beach, which just when you've got various things going on or you're quite competitive in what you do, it's just been, for me, the perfect meditation. Because I can't meditate, I just get bored. So for me to go out and have that is just, yeah, it's phenomenal. What... Um... Have you felt your shoulders metaphorically drop? For, oh, hugely. Really? Yeah, and also a change in my personality. And if you were to ask my Honestly? wife that, yeah, massively. I think partly because of my, my job and, and what that entails. Um, but then uh, really, really knowing that where I'm around is just completely relaxing. I think there's, that could be said of anyone that moves to another place that you're not from, because your identity can be remoulded in a different way where, where you are there. But I would say definitely you have a massive big breath of that. And I mean, where we live, next door neighbours are horses. So that's quite nice. Nice. We don't even have streetlights. So that took a bit of getting used to and falling over things when you're putting the bins out in the, <laughs> at midnight. So are you, more, are you more easy going now then? Oh, massively. Yeah, 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 100%. It's, um, it's mad, isn't it? Because geography does... And it does and dictate us, us as people more than we probably realise, doesn't it? I think so. And I also just think it's the availability of stuff around you. So, yeah, we, we had a big list and I wrote our list saying of things I'm going to miss, like Nando's, definitely. Sure. Uh, like cheaper cinema tickets, because, you know, I am Northern, I need to look at the pennies. And then um, it was... Mate, then... so far I'm, I'm nodding away again. <laughs> Man after my own heart here. Yeah. But then it was the, you know, and it's still super close to London, it's a three-hour train, um, a little bit further back to Manchester, but it was the stuff available and I surf, paddleboard, uh, like doing a lot of running uh, and having a dog, like even the dog's personality massively changed. So you can see from, you know, you just get walks on a park where now we, we do more land and we can be out for four or five hours. Um, and yeah, it's just, it is incredible. I understand it's not for everybody because you can kind of slow down, but if you've got loads of your own stuff going on, it's not a bad thing though, is it? It's really good. I think when I see the guy, and it usually is a guy on the packed train or tube screaming, I never want to be. I never want to be this guy, and I haven't been yet. Please 
help me God, but the guy that screams, can you move down, please? And I always think, oh, you probably need to get away from London. Either forever. You need a break. You need a break. Nobody wants to be the can you move down, please kind of guy. Um, now, your your story, to say it's inspired, I mean, I'm going to use the word hero. I'm going to, you know, yeah, take it. He's pulling a face as if to say, I am no hero. But, what, you know, your, your story is, a, is an inspiring one. Um, can you please... <laughs> I'm not. I don't want to ask you to please sum up your life in a in a sentence. I'm not saying that, but perhaps to start with, how uh, how battle cancer came about because it's. I mean, it's a it's a movement now, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's getting there. That's kind of what I say to everyone. Um, and it's not until I take a step back and meet people who've never heard about us before and, and see what we've managed to do in the past two years uh, that it really hits me, gives me a big slap across the face. Um, but yeah, so uh, around about two and a bit years ago, maybe coming up to three years ago. I was absolutely sick to death of doing fundraisers that made no money. So like a couple hundred quid, uh, did Tough Mudders, did all, all manner of things. And then I did the hardest thing I've ever done in my life, and I think it still is the hardest thing, which was doing a meat-free month. So I have a really good balanced diet, but I do like meat. So for a whole month, I just used to walk through Tesco's aisle, past the steaks, past the sausages and the bacon, and sacrificed an entire month of the hardest thing I've ever done, and I raised like 300 quid. Um, so the, the next year came round, and for me, it was like, right, I want to do something different and I want to piece something together and one thing I'd, I'd said to everybody was uh, growing up I'd been to more funerals and I had weddings like I knew how to behave myself in a funeral way better than I did at a wedding yeah just because I'd seen so many people pass away in yeah. and around me from cancer and watching people waste away as well and, and how that impacts so at the time I was doing a sport called powerlifting uh, and there's a movement called a deadlift and I sat there and I thought, what is really big? And I was like, oh, the Titanic, that was massive. The Titanic sunk, so picking something up. Okay, so we came up with the concept of raising the Titanic. So I wanted to deadlift the weight of the Titanic over a one-day period. Now, okay, I'm all right at some stuff, but maths is definitely not one. I got quite a few zeros off it wrong. Um, but so what I thought was I need more people. So I got banned off Facebook. I got an incredibly high phone bill from contacting gyms, contacting like sports clubs saying, right, everybody on the same day, can we all at the same time grab a barbell and deadlift and we'll accumulatively top up how much we do and try and deadlift the weight of the Titanic. And uh, just through social media, managed to get people doing it in Australia, in America, uh, people in Europe, people all across the country. We got uh, a gym chain to get involved and we fundraised about £30,000. So from the year previously of about 280 quid for just an incredibly like personal thing and no one else was really part of that it was just me saying oh I'm moaning because I'm not eating any bacon butties I managed to get a lot more money and everybody involved and met a fantastic group of people um I mean we deadlifted so we broke again just to interrupt by the way this is <laughs> Sammy I, if I was in the armed forces I'd salute you because that is phenomenal that's I mean that you could you could stop there we'll end the podcast and that right. is that right I mean you could stick a pin in that that's unbelievable but I mean, so, so before we move on, I've, we've got to address that. So you've, you went from two hundred and eighty quid to what was the final? Time? Yeah. So the, when we did raising Titanic, it was about thirty three thousand. Thirty three thousand. Yeah. I so cannot even. I can't even. I can't get my head around that. So how did you? Were you? Were you any listener will tell you that I'm obsessed with uh, goal setting and vision boards and all that. What did, did you? How did you prepare for that mentally? Because, I mean, that's going to blow your mind, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, so 
what I did was I'm, I'm very good at a challenge. So I was like, okay, I need a, a challenge of something. So I said, I want to break a Guinness World Record. So we got 12 of us to break a Guinness World Record on that day. So, And I also knew that local media, if we put Guinness World Record in front of anything, they'll give us some exposure. So That's so true. I've worked in those newsrooms. <laughs> some guys are trying to think, yeah, whatever. They're going to break a Guinness World Record. Off you go. We're there. Yeah, it's absolutely right. Yeah. So we, 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 we whacked that on it. It's true. And then um, and we got a bit more exposure. Uh, and I mean, I, I created a terrible website. It's still live. It's awful, but it's still live. Stop I've never bragging. Done that. No, it's not. Honestly, <laughs> please. It's, it's the worst thing ever. And I like Photoshop cut pictures of the Titanic and put it on top of like a picture of a deadlifting thing. It was absolutely terrible. Sure. Uh, and got that out and pumped it out and pumped it out. But yeah, in we, we didn't have a fundraising total in mind we just kind of said we want to get as many people and the concept was that if you came on the day you would donate five or ten pound and you could take part so i went and printed bloody hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of certificates so when someone took part they'd get a certificate so it was making it about more inclusivity but we did this challenge all day i mean i ripped most of the skin off my palm within the first hour i herniated two discs i did that when i was a teenager but it was nothing to do with charity I could tell Sorry, one I was bigger I've, than the other. Uh, really lowered the tone there. <laughs> um, but we carried on for 12 hours. So I, like we deadlifted every hour for 12 hours. Yeah. Uh, did it. And then the money kept coming in and in and in and in. And uh, yeah, that was, it, was, it was absolutely mega. And then it, what kind of happened was this realisation afterwards of if I put energy and effort into getting other people together, that is so much more powerful than just me singularly doing something on my Todd, which means on your own for Southern people. Oh no, I, was, I didn't even bat an eyelid on my tongue. <laughs> nice to hear that again. Um, now then, given you're used to uh, raising hundreds initially, what is that like when, you, when you're checking the figures and you see that there are zeros? On, yeah, on, I know? mean, so now, I mean, Battle Cancers this year, in the past two years, we've, just, we've done over half a million. Um, and it's really like abstract number to me. I almost can't kind of put it into this terms. This is purely off the back of you thinking, so, you know, I mean, because it, it, obviously it's incredibly honourable when any, anyone raises any money for a charity because yeah. it's selfless. Yeah, of course. Um, but to, to, to do what you've done and the, and the sum, purely because one day you sat down and, went, and I mean, it's, it, that in itself is inspiring. You went, I want to think of an idea that's a bit different. Yeah. You know, and so you come up with this Titanic idea. Was it was this, it was as simple as that. You just sat yeah, down. Yeah, literally sat down. Let's have a think. Yeah, um, just I, I thought I'm not eating meat, uh, not having a meat free month again. But it was something that was about well, what's to my strengths? What's something that I'm comfortable in and know, and I can pull people from left, right, and centre. And because it was a, to do with a sport that I was in, it, it was super easy to to get that concept. But then subsequently, like how we've grown and everything that's changed since has been a massive, massive learning curve. But the 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 fundraising amounts is I can't take credit for that because I'm not the one who's who's pulled that in. That's the like five and a thousand people that have took part in battle cancer events since. I've just kind of like set them a challenge and they've gone and done it. So I've just continued to set challenges and people have filled that gap and done that fundraising. Into it, haven't they? Yeah. And and so, you know, there's people who've done twenty four hour challenges, have done way more physical Through battle challenges. Cancer. Yeah. There's people that have done every event we've done in the world this year, so they've been across the world. There's people that have tattooed the logo on them there's people that have shaved their heads there's people that have done phenomenal phenomenal things and and that's when you see that number it becomes not so much a oh i fundraise that it's more of a 
a, a pride that we've created something that people feel that they can use to be their vehicle because maybe before they were in the hundreds and they didn't have something that they could actually pour their heart and soul into and capture more people and now that we've, we're kind of growing a platform for people to do that so I don't ever kind of think, oh, well, I've gone from, you know, 280 to half a million. It's more, we've gone from 280 and everyone else has done the community of people around yeah. the world. So, so what, what was the process from going from the Titanic idea cut to, and again, the listeners, listeners might not know, they might know, but cut to uh, Battle Cancer as a format, the, you know, Olympia and so on. Yeah. What happened there? How did the snowball keep... Uh... Well, so I, I got really addicted to putting fundraising events on. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> there are worse addictions. Yeah, I know. It's, you know, I'll, I'll stand up and say, yes, I, uh, I'm addicted to it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is the first part of my 10-step programme is coming on a podcast and admitting it to the nation. You're very uh, brave. <laughs> <laughs> it, it did. And so, I mean, I can kind of talk about it now. Like, I, I, I work in the police. I'm now on a, a, a career break from that um, and working in the police especially as, as a detective is can be a very blue dark place sometimes yeah. very inspiring sometimes but to have these hugely positive interactions with people where we were putting events on and, and everyone absolutely loved it was was just super addictive and you'd get more and more money and then you'd, you'd get a little bit better so we put on small lifting events for about six months and then I saw a venue in Manchester called Victoria Warehouse um, and said do you know what no one is putting on something that's super accessible for people uh, to come and and do some fitness that you know like even if you've been to the gym once in the past year you can look at a, uh, some of our movements and you'll be able to do them and that was the concept of what can I do to get everybody together doing the exact same thing and I knocked on the door of Victoria Warehouse and said oh can I book your venue and they're like yeah it's I mean mate that's I mean that's punchy isn't it a little bit everyone kept saying don't do it like that big you, you'll fail and do it small and then grow Adam, for transparency, I'd have been that person. <laughs> start with a nice church hall. <laughs> yeah, pretty much start with a local gym, yeah. they said. And I was like, well, I said, I'm going to do it. I want to do it big and I want to do it right. And I also don't want to go from doing this thing that was a really big concept in people's minds to then going, oh, we're going to do something little. And it was like, I want to put on something that is completely different. So, yeah, book this venue. There was a big deposit. We just we paid that. And then we didn't have any system of logging people in. We had no equipment. We had no organising uh, staff. We had nothing. Are you putting your own money into that then? Well, yeah, we'd managed to get a group of other people to all like chuck in. So it wasn't a huge amount, but everyone like chucked in. So it, but, I mean, that's neck, neck on the line stuff, isn't it? A, a little bit, yeah. Because if it had failed, we, we signed a contract. So that was just the deposit. Everything else had to come later. So yeah. This could be a very different podcast. It, I yeah, first everyone from prison. I was going to say, I could have been in Panama right now. <laughs> yes! <Yeah, So. laughs> Panama! Were you with your other half at this time? Yeah, she just sighs a lot. She's a massive part of our cancer. She's a huge, huge part. But yeah, at the but beginning... what I mean by that is, because like, I know that any... I mean, not just my wife and myself, I think any couple, there'd be one, one of the two would be going... Is this the wisest thing? You know, was there any of that? Or were you both in? in yeah, this? no. Especially, she kind of came on board last year, massively last year, and the first year was a big graft. Um, That's nice that she joined once it was successful. Once it was massively yeah. successful, yeah. and she got now to, I'm to in. appear. She's like, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll do it. Um, <laughs> she was always super supportive, but it was it was just strange. She'd gone from I'd kind of go to work, come home, do a bit of training, and compete now and again. To I was always on the laptop. I was always on my phone. I was always ringing people. I was completely shifted my like my day-to-day -day. and 
that's what she was incredibly supportive of. And at this point, we had uh, a guy who helped me set everything up, Pete, and he met him in the police. So we were doing this together. Um, and then just more and more people started to help us. But yeah, that first one was absolutely terrifying. Uh, we, we'd hired equipment and the guys said, oh, we can't give it you now. And this was like 10 days before the event. So we had to get different vans and we drove to Nottingham. We drove to Leeds. We drove. This was all to pick up equipment to bring. We didn't have a DJ. So this fantastic person called Nadia, who's our DJ now, and she's been around the world with us, said, I'll do it. Absolutely. I'll be there. Um, we didn't have anything. We just absolutely faked it until we could just pass everything off and and the day was incredible like so you were winging it at this at this stage i'm still winging it now but massively winging it then yeah <laughs> so it was it was pretty scary because it was we, i think we had like 600 people take part in the first ever one how and many it's about 600 people yeah Scott, mate, this is phenomenal so we were pretty i was pretty chuffed at that one and then that did that year we did 600 about, at your first one yeah 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 so, but that How are you getting word of mouth out there? Oh, I got then? banned off Facebook so much. And I was literally ringing gyms. People thought you were a Russian bot. Yeah, they were like... I mean, I, I did start it by saying, if you send me a sort code and account number, I can transfer it to you for... No, I'm joking. So they, they were like, <laughs> I believe anything. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> me no, texting you it now. <laughs> but no, we, um, we massively just... I spent every waking day that I wasn't in work, just in case everyone's listening. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, just, just, just ringing people and saying, "Look, this is what we're doing. This is the message behind it. It's 100 non-profit. It's about fundraising. Uh, here's my terrible poster I've designed. Here is like uh, just giving link. Here's a text code. We drove to gyms. We rocked up. We spoke to people and just just dragged people in. And quite luckily, I think people met us and went, Do you know what? You 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 mean well with this. You're not trying to fool anyone. You're not setting it up for some alternative. This is what means. it is. Yeah. You're not doing this for the fame of the glory yeah well you know, i mean i can just i can tell just from you know you talk from the heart you know it's real yeah, isn't it yeah it's, and it's been every waking moment for the past sort of well at least intensely for the past two years yeah so that that, that was manchester and it was the first time i'd i mean i've shouted Is that a manchester at, thing do you think because i work up there quite a bit yeah. and the people are we're different up there said tony wilson yeah i i agree but in the in the in the there's something poetic about mancunians there's something. Yes. Do you know what I mean by that? Oh, massively. There's a depth to the soul. There's a war, there, there is there's, Actually, a, there's it's a, a warmth there. It's the there. birthplace of the industrial revolution. And I, and I said we watched the film of the day called Twenty Four Hour Party. Mate, people, it it's a classic. It's a fantastic. I've showed it the, my wife. Considine says something like, I'm, "I'm gonna have to edit this out." He goes, <laughs> he goes to Tony Wilson. Think with you, Tony. You're Just a cool. <laughs> and Coogan goes something like. Yeah. He said, what does he say? Yes, I, I am aware of that. Or something, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. But there's that great bit where he's walking down the queue. God, I really want to watch that movie again. But he's walking down the queue, and it's such a, it's such a good film, because what it's saying of Tony Wilson, that there are as many people going, Tony, you're a legend. Yeah. And then every now and then someone's like, Tony, you fucking... You <laughs> wank. But it's... it's uh, it's a real love letter to Manchester, that but film, isn't it? It is, and that's what. So, because my 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 other half is a soft southerner, yeah. I'd said to her like, "We need to teach you more." She loved Manchester, and she massive on Manchester music and and everything like Ellis Lowry poetry and that the idea of that it. What I said about that was, it's about the fact of Manchester makes you believe it. If you just constantly graft and you constantly work hard at something, that people will start to follow you, and then at the end you'll do some good. 
that that that's what I think gets instilled from you from from Manchester, and I, and I think it's because you've seen things around. You know, it, whichever way your football persuasion is, you look at the Busby Babes from from Manchester. You know, entire team lost their lives. Everyone came together. They fought well. They ended up winning the you know the European League sure. the next year. So I just think Manchester's got that kind of die hard constantly. And as well, if you turn around to someone in the street in Manchester, mate, we just help me out. Go, oh, go on then. Where you don't tend to get that many places around the world of people saying, you know, if you ask someone in London, or oh, can I borrow your phone to ring someone? Absolutely not. In Manchester, they'd be like, keeping an eye on you, but they go, yeah, of course you can, mate. That's, that's, I think that's the difference, and that's what inspired us to, to have it in Manchester. I mean, and then our second Manchester was just after the Manchester bombing. Yeah. And, and you know, me and uh, Pete, who set up Battle Cancer with me at the time, we both worked on the Manchester bombing, and we both worked on the aftermath of that. Mm. And, and having seen the collective come together of different races and religions, but we're, we're all Manx. And I think that, again, helped us massively. We grew on the, the second year. We had 800 people come and do the Manchester event and, and we fundraised even more. So, Cause you know, I mean, that Ariana, the, the, the concert. Yeah, unbelievable. I mean, the... Oh, God. I'm, whew, but the <clears throat> the air was, was palpable, wasn't it? Yeah. But, you know, oh, God. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, sure. And, and, and I think that's the thing. So even when... You, what Battle Cancer is at the, at the heart of it, for what I say to people, is giving something people to do. So, uh, you know, we don't take away things. You know, and there's people... Uh, again, Manchester, a young lady, uh, last year, her brother died about 11 days before the, the Battle Cancer Manchester event. She messaged through. She's like, my whole family coming. My younger brother died 11 days before, and I'm coming and doing it. And we're under no illusion that our event, um, who we are and what we interact with them, that doesn't make that fine. It gives them something to do. And that was the whole thing with the echoed, I think, after the the bombing that showed that togetherness was people died people things are sad people are going to hurt which is like people who come to our events they're often hurting Mm, you know mm. when i introduce the events we show a video and people are in tears and they're hurting from the beginning but it's given them something to do and whether that giving them something to do is the fundraising so they give back to the people that have helped them whether it's talking and sharing the stories of other people or whether it's just coming in they might not talk to anybody but they just move and sweat and do something in their own head for that 10 hours that takes away something that they've been hurting with. So that's, I think, a, that became a big part for us after the bombing of, of associating what is it we do here with Battle Cancer and, and what is it we're offering. Yeah, it's a really cool event with flashing lights and great music, but it, it, it's a bit more behind that, and I think that's why we've done pretty well up to now. Because yeah. when people go through... Uh loss he says try not to make eye contact because he's going to burst into tears when people go through loss uh you can fall to pieces and it is important to find that raison d'etre i suppose isn't it i think for a lot of people when you talk about it's such an individual thing cancer so i've got a friend at the moment craig who fantastic guy he's come and done all our events he's had a brain tumor removed and then he's had radiotherapy he's having to go back and have chemotherapy now at the age of 30 um and Whilst we're all there, we all talk, we share every single step with him and he's so great and open and honest about it. At the end of the day, he goes home and he, de- he deals with that in, in, in himself. And I mean, his father um, is having to deal with, not only did he, his father lost his wife. So Craig's mum passed away from a brain tumour when he was really small. And now he's having to deal with his son having a brain tumour of, of the same kind. And, and I know Craig carries that, but he's come and done our events as a volunteer and literally around the world and interacted with people everywhere through this entire process of him him having radiotherapy from his diagnosis. Look at his own mortality as a a 30-year-old lad. Mm. And the biggest thing I've always said is like, I don't know what's going on in your head, but if I can just give you something that takes 
your mind away or gives you something to focus on or gives you the, the chance to kind of be a bit of a different person for a while and, and not live in the I'm a cancer patient, I'm a cancer sufferer, I'm a cancer survivor. You know, on that day, you're something else. And we, we've seen it at the events. So like this year, we had more and more people who are on oncology yep. take part in the events themselves. So, but they're fundraising. So that person who is going through a cancer treatment at the moment is fundraising for someone else. And I think that's because they don't want to be a victim and people don't want to be just this defined as I'm someone with cancer and people are going to treat me accordingly. No, at our events, everybody does the same thing. You're all wearing the same stuff. We're all together. It doesn't It doesn't matter. And, and I think that's... I think that is massive for people. And I, I've never had to face that kind of internal thing within myself, you know, of that. So I can't even imagine what they're no. going through. So f- for, for me, that's why I said it, the number thing isn't, it's not my fundraising. It's, it's certainly not, it's theirs. So how did you go from uh, being this success in Manchester to globetrotting? So again, because I'm a fantastic businessman, I just went, do you know what? I really fancy putting one in London. <laughs> With no market research, no anything else. Um, no, I just said I want to go to London. I was yeah. like, it makes the obvious sense to me that we're in the UK, we want to go to London. Um, and basically, it all started again. No one knew us. I mean, still a lot of people don't know us now, but absolutely nobody knew us then. Um, so I went to the biggest venue I could find, and knocked on the door. <laughs> so there's, a, there's a pattern that repeats here. <laughs> and said, uh, can you give us, can, can we book it? I went, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the guys at Olympia are just unbelievable. They, they've put teams in, they've fundraised, they've done huge stuff. And, and as a, like a gigantic venue, they, so they were really good so at Olympia. Much, oh, phenomenal. They, they genuinely treat us like, like family, like we're in there. It's great. Um, and we're on the videos when you walk in. We've been used for all kinds of things for them. Um, but that was really terrifying. Again, banned off Facebook. Hours and hours <laughs> ringing people, messaging people. And Instagram was getting bigger now, so it was Instagramming people. And I just got, I'm, I'm northern and I've got a gob. So I just go up to people and I ask. So I'd find people that were like kind of influencers or uh, athletes or fitness people. And I'll just say, will you do us a favour? I might not be able to pay his favour back at the minute, but we just post about this or we just come down and we do this. And yeah, first ever London one, we got just under 900 people attend. Um, yeah, and it did like over 60 grand, that, that one event, and that was last year. So we had Manchester and London. I said, you know what? <clears throat> There's people that flew in. Now, may, may I ask, who, if you, in, in terms of paying forward the uh, that favour, who... Do you want to give a, a, a shout out? Like I'm on a 1980s kids show, <laughs> but do you want to give a shout out to those people who did help with the sharing and so on? Yeah, I think so. Again, it was people who had a massive connection. So first of all, like if you were to look at, we have a core collective of people from a sport called CrossFit. So we have lots of people from all kinds of things. We have yoga people, footballers, everything come and do our events. But we have a core collective from CrossFit. And there's a phenomenal sportswoman called uh, Samantha Briggs. She's won the CrossFit Games before. She's a fellow mank. Yep. She used to be a fire lady. So we've always had like really nice connections. She was really good. Like as a you know as a sponsored professional athlete, she just kind of went, yep, yeah, and I'll shout about it. Um, and especially two guys uh, that called the lean machines the uh, leon and john they have a really great platform across very accessible f- fitness and health and stuff like that and and they drove to manchester met us posted did loads and loads of stuff came to the events loads of athletes uh, there's a lad called zach george who's just qualified for the crossfit games he was again massively interested and i didn't know these people that was the thing they just were like 
yeah, you know, I've got all these big, this big following, I've got sponsors, I've got all this other stuff, but I'll just do it for you. Which is quite ballsy, really, because people, again, didn't really know what we were doing until they did come and done it. And some people would be, I imagine, would be saying things like, uh, it doesn't align with my brand, or, you know. Yeah, oh, massively. And so for people to prepare to park that ego. People have agents, and like, uh, that was a new world for me. And and I mean, so Twitter was constantly messaging people and going, oh, can you do this? And they'd be like, ask me agent, ask me agent, ask me agent. And then I'd get through to someone on the phone. I'm not batting an eyelid at that. Some of our listeners will be going, what? But I, yeah, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> and it, it's a cost. Yeah. And I, yeah, yeah. I understand some element of it. I, I get that. There's so many good charity things going on. People who've got to keep a value, but it, people were turning around to us and kind of going, oh, well, it's going to cost you 10, 12 grand to get them to come to an event. And I was like, hang on a second. Hey, I hang can't on. touch on that. So some people, now I am batting an eyelid. <laughs> I know we can't name names, yeah. but in some instances, for the Battle Cancer event, yeah. I mean, I'm barely concealing my contempt here. <laughs> the the biggest were, was twenty five grand. We were asked they wanted a twenty five thousand yeah. pound appearance fee. Yeah, and then that was the can- that was to do some posts and then to attend. Yeah, so I, I was like, and then you it was for battle cancer. It. Yeah, and we, we sent them everything. And said one hundred percent profit. I was like, we I work full time. This is we do this completely voluntary. It's we're not a big money making organization. We're not owned by anyone else. I was like, it's basically me and my phone and my really old laptop. I was like, that's the the crux of this. And they went, yep, twenty five grand. Yeah, basically, they said there's that many, there's that many things going on. And, and you know, I don't want to drift off too much, but we have charities at our event and we don't charge them. <laughs> nearly bite my hand like James Kahn in The Godfather. <laughs> yeah. And and we don't charge charities. And I remember sitting down with a charity and they went, oh, what, what, what's the cost for your event? I went, nothing. And she said, well, no. She was like, no, no, no. How much do you charge for us to be there? I went, nothing. And and she was looking at me like I was the one who was a bit like weirded out by this. Yeah. Um, and then there's, there's gigantic fundraising vehicles. Again, I won't say who they are, but that charge upwards of three million pound per charity for them to be part of it. Three million pounds of charity. Yeah, and, and it comes down to a business decision, what they say, is that being part of that, they might get five or six million, so it's kind sure. of a business yeah, decision. Yeah. But but for me and for what we're trying to do, I was like, no, if you, I don't care. As long as you're a registered charity and, and you're not based in Panama, you can come for completely free and we'll do everything we can to shout about you, be it the big ones like Cancer Research and Macmillan. And we've worked with some absolutely uh, like tiny ones that are just set up for one particular purpose. So they, they, wouldn't get a, they wouldn't get a platform. So for, for me, I was like, yeah, come in. It's, like, it's the whole point of this. <laughs> you brought Manchester to London. Basically, yeah. I forced everybody to talk and meet each other. And then, do you know what? The very first London one, obviously, stood there as a mank. I introduced them, and I've got a bit better at it. And it was a bit weird at first. So London was a bit tumbleweed, and I'm, I am the world's worst like dad joke enthusiast. So I'm really and you, and get on. in <laughs> because of your profession. I'm really behaving myself, and uh, I've done it everywhere. I did it in Spain. No one laughed. I did it in. I've done it in America. Absolutely, no one laughed. But and I kind of did it on the first London one. And genuinely tumbleweed. Two thousand people there because it was spectators and athletes. And then this year though. Paul opposite. What roofed it? Absolutely insane. We had fourteen hundred athletes, so we grew to just under fifteen hundred people like being there. We've then about another two, three thousand spectators. Olympia again? Yeah. So yeah. hang on a but second. Even bigger. So last year you've gone you went how many how many was it? Just under nine hundred. Just under nine hundred. Yeah. Fast forward to this year. Yeah, so London was yeah, fourteen hundred athletes. 
So we twice the size. We had yeah, that many, six hundred more people, um, about another thousand odd in the crowd on top of that. So yeah, it was, it was mega opening up, and we have a really impactful thank you video, which is filmed with like Pete's mum and dad are on there, and Pete's mm. dad uh, had throat cancer at the time of when we started all this, and and it's a bit where Pete's mum says um, like I just. I, I wouldn't know what I'd be if he wasn't here. And and it's all real people saying thank you and sharing the, the story and, and they're thanking the people in the crowd and we filmed it and it's beautiful. They, everyone takes, um, it's a big, they take letters and they, they pull letters together. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I, I was crying in front of all 4,000 people and I'm supposed to be Mr. Big so, Scary so Listen, I just had to cover my face with my jumper there. Cause... <laughs> oh, God. So we, we right. have this thing, they all, it's all people that are affected and they, they go and grab a big letter and they, they're putting lights into the letters and there's a stand back it says thank you and the letters light up and it's like even at whose idea was that uh, a f- absolutely phenomenal video guy guy called Tom Cook he, he's done everything I like, love working with people when they come up with an idea and you go oh you legend I mean <laughs> I won't swear but the very first time we played it I said you because he made me cry sure he made me cry in front of like thousands of people yeah and, and it, it's genuinely beautiful but it's thank it's people with cancer people who've lost people people mm. who've been supported saying thank you to those that are in the room and then that just sets off the tone and we go then from this somber moment and and usually i say to people stick your hand up if you've been affected by cancer and i say look around and what every hand it's every hand because yeah. the statistic is one in two but basically every every single person in that room sticks their hand up but i didn't do that this year i said what i want you to do is just have a second and just think about for you the person that you pops into your mind right now and the reason why you're here and and just have that second this is and then look to the person to the side of you and just know that you're all doing something incredible for that person that's in your mind and 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 then the the reception was just palpable honestly when i talk about it being addictive it is and and it was amazing we've we've done that this year in germany we've done that this year in madrid we've done it in america we've done it in ireland and it's the same thing and it's the same reactions and whatever your stance is politically on whether we shouldn't be together as a union or a country or a whatever you know We've had everywhere we've gone, we've had a mixture of people that are hugging and clapping and being friends of each other, and they add each other on all various forms of social media. And the money that's been raised this year, <clears throat> excuse me, has been phenomenal, and the friendships and everything from it. So it basically, I said, I went from London going, we need to go somewhere else. I went to Ireland. We've got phenomenal partners in Ireland. It's an event called Filthy 150. They just were unbelievably helpful with us. And then I said, where else should we go? I was like, America's pretty big. There's a lot of people in America. I think we need to go to America. And then we went to LA and we're going back with even more locations this year. When was LA? Uh, It's been a long year. I think it was. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. 
It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Was it May or June? Yeah. Right. Um, and and I, th- that was another level. That was absolutely just crazy, crazy. Because people, if you've never been to LA, you almost can't uh, fathom what well-being and fitness oh. means to them. And it sort of defines them as people almost, doesn't it? Oh, massively. And and I think... Like the yoga... I mean, the yoga culture there is off yeah. the chart. You know, it even puts London to shame. <laughs> the thing with... Or maybe, mind you, London's... I'm saying that. I mean, London's gone like that, hasn't it? I with... think there's a Bikram yoga for every Starbucks now, isn't yeah, there? Sure. Yeah, sure. I think you're right. <laughs> but, the, but yeah, America was, was, was eye-opening. One, just how big it is. I mean, that sounds really stupid, and, uh, but you don't really grasp it until you go and you see how many gyms there are and how many, like you say, you know, well-being shops. Yeah. And, and you don't see that impact until you're there. And we had, we had people coming up to us in floods of tears, like grabbing us, telling, sharing stories. We visited parts of it. I, 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 generally speaking... <laughs> I only have positive things to say about, and it's very cool to, you yeah, know, to bash America. Yeah, I, th- I think no, it's amazing. People have always been it. great. I, I absolutely love it. I think it's one of those places. Again, it's similar on that thing. What I'm saying about Manchester. If you go and you say, "Look, this is what I want to do," and this is, and you're passionate about it, they go full felt, full pelt behind you. Totally. And and that's that was what's so good about America, and that's why we've managed to have so many locations. We're doing a 65 location tour next year. We've got four 65 tour <clears> location America. in yeah. North America. Yeah. I think these. I'm going off on here, but I always think with with especially with Britain, there's like a double standards. So we'll we'll bash America, but then with the very next breath, oh my god, Helen Mirren has been nominated <laughs> for an Oscar. Oh my god, and it's so exciting. You know, you like you can't have it. You can't have it both ways. Yeah, do as soon as you walk in, you go, "Hey, sir." Yeah. You're like, ah, yeah. Okay, I get used to this. So six. I mean, that's that's mate. That's amazing. Yeah. So completely, we we put it on for free. Um, so the events are great. The events are phenomenal. But what we said was, we need to do even more. Like, we need to reach more people because events can be a bit scary. And we we needed to convince people of what you do at our event is so fun and so accessible. Um, I mean, I was going to say, could you just share a bit about the actual formats? Because there'll be people listening. Probably thinking, I, I want to get involved. I want to yeah, go at yeah. this. Can you just say a bit there then? So we design the, the workouts. So you come to our event, you'll do five workouts, and you'll find out across the day where you stack against other people. So there's a competition element, but it's the least competitive competition I think you'll ever go to, other than sports day. But I reckon sport, <laughs> kids' sports days are probably way worse now. Um, so what happens is you have those five workouts. The, the last workout, we don't tell you what it is. It's a secret. Um, the first four, we give you plenty of notice. So you basically get to see a video. We get descriptions of it within about two weeks prior so you're not going to be too scared on the day of knowing what's happening yeah, yeah. but everything is designed that everyone can do it so it's things like lunges body weight movements it's things like sprinting you have to carry each other so you've got to give each other piggybacks you've got to carry each other from the front you've got to hold each other off the floor um, you'll use lightweight kettlebells and dumbbells um, and weight plates so it's things that don't require you to put a big scary weight bar There's we use very normal equipment like rowing machines or some bikes or stuff that if you've never had that experience you you can jump on it and instinctively know yeah. what you're going to do. Mm. Um, we also break every workout down and have support from various people to help us have adaptions. So the oldest person that's done a battle cancer event was 78. The youngest person was 13. So we've had people who are a complete 100% loss of vision. We had a full team in London of, of people who had no vision whatsoever, did the entire event. Um, we've had multiple people, one guy who's only got one arm. 
and everything else is prosthetics, done the entire event. And we look at everything and we say, okay, if you can't squat to what we call a full depth, which is to really low at the bottom, we give you a variation and you're still doing the same movement, but we give a bit of a different element. And we have now support and help from various oncologists for us to say, if you're going through cancer treatment, so for one example, people who still have, I think we'll say it's right, a stint in their chest yes. and in and around the neck, there's certain movements that we don't want to bash that stint and we don't want them to ha- hit it on the floor or we don't want to hit it against other people. Yep. So we design the workouts around for them. We also release workouts for people. So let's say you went, you know what? Sounds really good. I want to go and do it. I want my cool picture at the end of the year, but I have no idea about where to start. We give people free uh, information. We, we release workouts that you can do at home, stuff that you can do at your own gym. We have gym networks of people that if you messaged us and said, I really give this a go, but I'm terrified of walking in somewhere. We'll go, you know, whereabouts do you live? Um, what's your sort of code in your account number? No, I'm joking. What's, whereabouts do you live? Back to Panama. <laughs> um, and we will we'll put you in touch with someone who will probably give you a free session. They'll, get, they'll introduce you. So it's about being super accessible. But everything that you do in there, has been geared for someone up to the age of 78 fit and well somebody at the age of 13 to be able to do and yeah we've had we've had literally Olympic athletes come and do the event we've had premiership footballers come and do the event but we've also had people who have just started a weight loss journey because they want to remember the mum there's a phenomenal lady this year who uh, by her own admission wanted to lose weight she lost her mum the year before chose our thing to be a dual purpose for that and we we don't want anyone to be scared or feel embarrassed or feel like they're going to be you know going to be stood there and, and not knowing what's happening so, so American listeners, take your pick. But if you're a, but if you're a, if you're British, what what upcoming battle of, uh, battle cancer events are? So there? we have Dublin on the eighth of February. Dublin eighth of February. Yep, uh, and then we don't kick off in the UK until uh, August. Uh, so Manchester, we've got. I've got so many dates, I'm really bad. Um, we, we're August again. Check the website, though. You know, yeah, yeah, everything is listed, and then we come back to London in October. So if you, you know, if you're in the UK and you think I want to make a change next year and I fancy something. You can see everything that we're doing, hopefully get a bit inspired. It also gives you a, a big long time to get some fundraising. But our next London one is October next year. Our Manchester one is next August. Uh, and we've got everything in between. So next year we're in Iceland, Italy, France, Spain, Germany, Sweden. Um, yeah, and then, and then the, the locations across the US. So there's, there's a lot to choose from. And you can have a great holiday as well. How do, how do you juggle it with the police? So it, basically I don't sleep. <clears throat> and haven't slept for the best part of about 18 months. It was difficult this year, very, very difficult. So I come a detective sergeant in the police, working some quite serious areas of policing, um, and, it, and it was it is quite difficult. But people are like, oh, it must be so hard. And, and it isn't, because it, it's... I was going to say, I was actually going to say the opposite. I imagine it, it's... I was going to say, I, I bet it's rekindled your interest and love, because I, I in my experience, if you spin multiple plates you, I'm only more energised for each one of those plates instead yeah. of getting bored with the one plate all yeah. the time I mean I'm not going to name names but mates of mine have been comedians since they were te- literal teenagers right. they hit the late 20s early 30s and they're like oh for the love of God <laughs> whereas if you're doing multiple things I just think you're I just find you're excited yeah and, and for me as well there's, a, there's an element of um, I spoke to someone recently about like mental health and, and, and fitness and doing things to support mental health and, yes and having structures in mm. and around things like that and um, one element is I've dealt with an awful lot of serious incidents people who have killed themselves mm. murders and things like that and to have my own balance and check 
Battle Cancer has been phenomenal. Absolutely. And, I, and that's why I feel that it's incredibly, it's quite a selfish thing. Everyone goes, oh, it's great what you do. I, I don't, I kind of think it's quite selfish, to be honest. Because it will be good for you, won't it? it? Massively. And, yeah. and it does, and, and you get to see, you get to see the, the spectrum. You, you kind of go from the worst of life. You see the worst of humanity to the best. Absolutely best. best. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's, it's incredible, the people that I've met through this and the positivity and the interactions with people that have opened doors that I'd have never have, have ever dreamed of having before. And, and just meeting just truly inspiring people that wouldn't they wouldn't have, I would have never crossed the path and we've made a whole group of friends so again you know like you say at the beginning which is very nice when people say it but I'm, I, I always shy away because it's done me more good you, you nearly hid under anything else. Scott nearly hid under the table when I gave him praise at the at the <laughs> I was like, not now please <laughs> um, I don't, this is I'm going to have to edit this out because this part of me is thinking this is a Awful question, but do you have a wish list of people? What I'm doing here is essentially calling people out and pressuring them to join <laughs> in. But do you have a do you have a private wish list of people that you'd love to get behind it? Well, I mean, yeah. For for us, what we want to do is get more and more people who have an everyday like influence. So it's great having people who are fitness and athletic people, like phenomenal, and and the more people we can get from that. But we, I do want to get so Joel Domit, massive, massive great guy he's been for us this year comedian tv presenter um become a really good friend over the past year of chatting and he came and did the entire event and was on the microphone for us and met people and did all he is i mean the guy's an angel isn't he He's incredibly handsome as well. That's the worst part. I Everything think. about him is is. And he smells so good when you're so close. He's, if he was a top Trump, he's he's. Ten, I'm showing my age there with a the top Trump reference. <laughs> but he's like ten out of ten on everything. He's such a lovely. Because on paper, he shouldn't be that nice. But he. This is so, my wife like rolls her eyes when I sound like a lovey because I think everyone's nice. But but Joel is. They really did break the mold with that massively. Guy, didn't they? So yeah. and it's it's people like him who. I met him at an event. We got chatting, passed numbers, and and became a bit like Instagram crush on each other. Yeah. And then, um, <laughs> and then I said to him, "Oh, will you come and do my event?" And and this guy's like legitimately on television and going doing things all around the world. He went, "Yeah, I'm there." And he was. And and Joel was in a team with two people uh, that are cancer survivors from Ireland with an initiative we use called Move Forward. And so he had a, a great day. And all of a sudden, I just thrust a microphone in his in his hand. I was like, "Oh, can you just close the event for me? I do a way better job than I'll ever do." And just everything all day did. And the next day he was flying to America to go and do some some job, but spent yeah. the entire day with us, uh, eating like uncooked bagels because I couldn't get any more food for him. And and it's people like that that when they switch on the television and, and they don't necessarily associate that person and what they do with with some kind of fitness. And it, it, I've not got a particular name, but I always remember Joe Brand did a, like a big walk. I'm, I'm, I'm probably putting that down a little bit, but she did a gigantic walk yeah, across yeah. the country, yeah. and 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 it's people like that that we want to get involved with. It's it's people that are you know actors, it's people that are TV personalities, people on the radio, people who are musicians, because they're the kind of people that someone will look at. It's great looking at a sports person because you go, well, yeah, you can do that because that's your wheel, that's your that's your bag, washboard apps, yeah, that's your thing. Where for everyone else to to, to take part in that is such a bigger impact for us. To, to shout about it than, than anything else. So how how would someone reach out to you then? Well, I mean, everybody can email me. That's not a problem. So they can even email us at uh, info at battlecancer.com. But literally... And I'm we'll do that again. Info, info at... In case there are Southerners listening. Yeah. Info at <laughs> battlecancer.com. That's how I talk around my in-laws. <laughs> I've got posh in-laws. 
Would you, Marjorie, would you kiss me on the veranda? <laughs> um, info at, at battlecancer.com. Yeah, right, okay. and, 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 and again, this me is one of... Me repeating it in a northern accent, a, not helping at all. My one and only Info thing. at battlecancer.com. <laughs> <laughs> I've cleared that up. Yeah, sure. Sponsored by Tetley Team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we, um, we have... Uh, my, this is one source of pride for me. I recently learned what SEO is. Search engine optimization. So if you type in the words... God, if you, if you just said to me then, what does it stand for? I'd have... I'm not entirely confident that I know. See what I mean about learning as a well. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I was like nodding while you were saying it. Oh, yeah, that's that's right. <laughs> Jesus. If you type in the words battle cancer into Google, yes. we are the top uh, five, six hits. So just type those two words in. You'll land on our page. There's a contact us tab. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram. You can follow us on Facebook. You can message us through all them. We have a rule between, there's still a tiny group of us, there's about three or four of us that are the core team still that put all this on. And we have about 20 other incredible people that work with us. But we will answer everyone back, and we do. And and it's just because, you know, if someone was doing a query about selling some handbags or something, you think they can probably wait till tomorrow, where I think if someone's message does or they've emailed us, that might be a massive thing to them tied into such a personal thing in their life. They might have put that off genuinely, yeah. you know, to build up such confidence to do that, yeah. you know. So for me, it's like if anyone pings that through, we're going to get jumped straight on it. And and yeah, if there's any agents that think that they they, they wanted to come and do something for free, again, would snap their hand off absolutely massively. Have you had people approach you, not not charging you three million pounds or anything, but have you had people approach you to try, um, really maximise what you what you're trying to do? So that someone who's come up to you and gone, I think what you're doing is amazing. I actually think I could I. I think I could make this even bigger and better. Yeah, well, no, I mean, so we've had like partners, and we've got partners going into next year and this year, and they're all like in and around fitness and well-being, and, and they kind of they help in relation to selling stuff at the events, yeah, and they do help a lot in the background. But no, we've not really had someone, and I mean, I'm obsessed with this podcast called How I Built This. I don't know if you ever get to listen to it. It's about brands and how yeah. they developed, yeah, um, and a lot of them. So they'll have like a CEO from wherever like and airbnb it's, and it's them explaining how they exactly yeah and and the big part of all i mean fantastic hard work and a lot of luck but a lot of them kind of get exactly what you said either somebody coming in and saying you know what we can pick you up what you've created here and support you and unfortunately we haven't but it's somebody if richard branson's listening if elon musk is there if anyone else is wants to do it massively so we we're venturing into <laughs> taking a next time i see you doing an event on the moon and I, I know that one of those two sponsored by elon musk <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean I, I love it but no 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 <laughs> but yeah no massively because we're going into a, a crazy year ahead there's a number of us that are taking like we're leaving our jobs we're taking career breaks we're we're going all in to do it which is terrifying but incredibly exciting in equal measure um and yeah we, i could say i'm very open and honest with people as you could probably tell um it's made for a great podcast <laughs> i'll give you that and i say do you know what i don't know i don't know an awful lot all I know is that I'm crazy passionate and what we've built and what we've got and what people feel at the events or when they interact with us, it's something that's not happening really anywhere else. And and if somebody has got that network and got that support, yeah, do you know what? I'll I'm, I'll be there straight away and we'll we'll see what we can do. Is it, now, is there anything else that you wanted to plug or promote so we covered everything there? Um, just you signing up to do it in... In all, in that's October. all we've got time for thank you for listening <laughs> to the uh, Bounce podcast uh, ah my ah, bloody calf's gone oh. <laughs> um, don't mind edit that bit out uh, October yeah it's, it's going to be up to, uh, we, we've got two dates at the moment I will be there okay I promise amazing I'm going to hold you to that now 
and I look quite scary. They've not seen this on the. On oh, the mate, terrifying. <laughs> October. What date in October? It's either the tenth. Oh, or I'm the busy. 17th. I, I knew it. that was. Oh, yeah, that's why I that said was so awe. signposted. I said awe. Awe. That was so <laughs> signposted. <laughs> I heard there's a story. Very quickly, but Peter Peter Cook was once invited to uh, David Frost. So David Frost phoned Peter Cook and said, would you come round to my house where I'm having a meal? And uh, Sarah Ferguson and Prince Andrew will be there. And Peter Cook went, yeah, I'll just wait there. And he went through his diary. Have you heard this before? <laughs> Peter Cook's like a comedy hero, you know. Yeah. He's going through his, and what, what date is it? And Sir David Frost goes... Uh, you know, 17th of October. Okay, 17th of October. So, oh, sorry, I'm um, I'm watching television that night. <laughs> so I promise not to do that. To you. <laughs> you can't say you're washing your hair. No. So that one's gone. Damn. It's another excuse bites the dust. Um, now, if you're like me and not, don't you don't have washboard abs, is it, can you get through the day? That's exactly what it's designed for. And and the amount of people that have washboard abs... I feel like slipped abs, into advertorial mode there. But <laughs> the people that have washboard abs are very tiny amounts of people, to be honest, that we have. Honestly? Yeah, okay. and, and, and that's... They, how how many hours come. does it go on for? Uh, so we usually kick off at 10 and the very last workout, 10 to 10 a.m. in the morning, yeah. the very last workout and then and then final presentation of like a closing ceremony finishes by about 5.30. But we have so much going on in the day. So, for example, Cancer Research brought a, an inflatable colon. You've got to walk through your bowels um, and, and learn. My we wife have... will be all over this because she is genuinely <laughs> it was, fit. Yeah, and She's we... in good shape. I mean, fit like. I mean, she's that as well. She's my wife, Emily. You're beautiful. What I mean is, she's into health yeah, and fitness, yeah, yeah. and he's forever trying to get me into. And we put and so much on. So it's not just that you're going to do the workouts. We have loads of charities in attendance. We do activations. We have people teaching you all kind of manner of things. So there's lots and lots going on because we were aware that it was not just for people doing those. So yeah, it's from ten till five, but there's there's, there's a huge amount of things going on, um, and I promise you a money back guarantee directly to you that if you do not leave and say I had a good day I will give you your money back I promise I'm not, I'm, I'm, I might be from Yorkshire but I'm not going to can you imagine what <laughs> not from my own pocket from my own pocket <laughs> well a deal's a deal um, <laughs> that's how confident I am Scott that was that was wonderful and heartfelt congratulations and, and well done with everything man it's no great. but thank you so much for giving us a, a chance when I looked at that list of people you've had on here I'd, I'd, I'd text you I was like that's some really proper people so yeah just from, from my point and from everyone at Backhands because I just am the gob at the front there's a lot of people behind it so thank you so much for giving me an opportunity to reach some people so it's awesome thank bless you. your heart thanks man thank you so, oh, by the way before we go are you City or United then I'm a red terrible times at the moment but oh, no, it's I great if you're not a Man United fan. I'm I mean, Leeds are flying too bad. I'm Crystal, I'm Crystal Palace fan. But you can't, <laughs> accuse me of, uh, can't accuse me of glory supporting there. <laughs> but what, before we do go, I mean, um, this is not relevant at all, but so I, I am enjoying Man United being crap right now because because I, I'm i old enough to remember the, well, the see, Fergie not, years. So I, I was How born, old are you? So I'm 31. You so look f- terrible for that. No, I'm joking. No, that's what charity <laughs> organisation does. <laughs> There's a distinct line in each one of these that's been the past year. I had a very tough paper round. That's an odd yeah, that, well. yeah, it's one of my favourites. Uh, where, no, where was your paper round? <laughs> Kilimanjaro? <laughs> that's all I knew. Fergie was like my 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 granddad, my successful champion bringing granddad. But I I am obsessed. I am not maybe not obsessed. Whatever one down from obsessed is, but I'm I'm going to go with obsessed by Sir Alex Ferguson. So I've read I've read all three of his books. Yeah. I think his book about leadership. Mm. Mm. 
weirdly, is the most revealing of the three that he's And he did a, a talk at the Harvard uh, That's right, yeah. Business School. It was really good to watch. Even yeah. if you're not into business, it's just phenomenal. Inspirational it's leadership. It's YouTube, great. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I've even read, I think, was it David Conn? Someone wrote a book. They followed... They were, the, they were the Manchester correspondent, I think, for The Guardian, and they wrote a book following, basically just chronicling what happened that year. Yeah. He's such a fascinating... I think he's an enigma. I think some managers, we know everything about, like Clough, I almost feel like I know Brian Clough, yeah, obviously yeah. I don't. Bill Shankly, I sort of feel like I know Shankly. But Fergie, despite being my guy for you know for our, our yeah, age, yeah. if you like, I still feel like he's been very successful at keeping a bit of a distance. Between... Yeah, but you see, you, you know when you watch The Godfather... You didn't really know Don Corleone, did you? There is there is a bit of that about him, though. And I think that's I think that's genuinely it. And there's a, there's a great story if you ever hear it about Manchester taxi drivers. They they all got paid. So every taxi firm in Manchester at the height of like your your gigsy era, yeah. when they all used to go drinking and get dragged back in. Fergie yeah. was paying them every month. What to keep tabs? To keep them tabs. But they were more terrified oh, of not it. telling Fergie than if one of the players got in and said, oh, "I'll give you three times as much." Because they'd be scared to death of yeah. uh, Sir Alex. He was the because the thing is with Fergie is. You can tell I am a bit obsessed, but he was the first. He he wouldn't want anyone to know this, but in one in one of the books about him, he didn't write this himself. But he was the first manager outside of Liverpool to go to Anfield to pay, pay his respects after oh, wow. Hillsborough. But that, but because he's such a he's such a, a enigmatic person that he would not want people to know that about him. But I think you know we said at the very beginning um, about the certain types of people and how they present themselves and they can represent themselves and, and be a, a personality or an ego. I mean, he's someone who could have had a very big ego. Totally. But knew every cleaning lady, knew every yeah. dinner you know, First dinner names. Person. Yeah. And that's something that's always stuck with me. So at our events, it, the last thing I'll say, I promise, I go what, to... That you, you re- so I, I go to all the volunteers and I say thank you. And, I, and we have a volunteer list. So my wife will give me the volunteer list and I go along and say, oh, thank you so much. And no one knows who I am. Yeah. We have 150 volunteers yeah, in yeah. London and people literally go, all right. Why is he saying thank you? Thanks to you. And I, and I just walk off. Well, t- Tom, Tom, Cru- <laughs> um, Tom Cruise learns every crew member's first name right, yeah. so you can go up to people it's really humbling when you hear this because I can forget you know like mates wives or husbands yeah, or whatever yeah. hi Dave it's Mark oh sorry <laughs> um, but yeah Tom Cruise remembers so he, he can go up to that key grip and yeah. will say morning John how's Samantha and this key grip's like wow yeah. he, he's good you know so we'll both aim to be a bit more like Tom Cruise and Sir Alex Ferguson I didn't jump on your sofa though I'll forgive him that you know I, honestly, I, lo- I love I love Tom Cruise almost as much as I love Strikes Ferguson, <laughs> and almost as much as I love you, Scott. Oh. Um, bless your heart, man. That was that was wonderful. No, thank you so much. Thanks very much. Cheers. Thanks, man. That Huge was great. Felt thanks to Scott. What a beautiful, uh, well, what a beautiful guy. But what a beautiful um, episode. Uh, beautiful on the inside. It's 2019, guys. Um, as ever, please share. It's always the begging section, isn't it? I, I like to think that everyone around the world is clicking stop. I mean, I don't like to think. I literally hate to think. Um, but I'm pretty confident this is the moment most of you bail. Um, if you could share. It's like I'm trying reverse psychology. I'm not. Maybe I am. No, I'm not. Um, that would be much appreciated. We're across the socials at Balance LDN. I'm at James Gill Comedy. Our website at balance.media. Websites balance.media at balance LDN. Oh, um, and yeah, share, spread the word, drop us an email. That's the bit I'm forgetting. Podcast at balance.media, podcast at balance.media. And then for sales inquiries, for sales inquiries, it's sales 
at balance.media. Thank you as always. Have a lovely week. And I hope this hashtag, I'm doing the hashtag thing with my fingers, hashtag Monday motivation thing worked. We'll find out, eh? Uh, heartfelt thanks as always. Sincerely, I hope you're feeling Christmassy as well. Uh, God bless you. Take care. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.